Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Somebody Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. This is why you watch 7 News at 5. This breaking story is happening as we speak. To get breaking news from the alert desk. When I know about it, you'll know about it first. So you're always connected with what's happening now, only on 7 News at 5. LPN Deep Dives presents A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. I don't know. Have you thought about putting any hydrogen peroxide in your eyes to wake you up? Because it really um, reminds you that you're, you're alive. Awake. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm awake. I, I exist. Searing pain tends to do that. Yeah, but it's kind of fun because then it looks like one of my eyes that I've got um, pink eye. That is fun. It's like don't your get kid- close to oh, me. Oh god. Ah. Um, it's like you're a kid again. Oh, Makes you, you know, youthful. I did want to feel more youthful in mm-hmm. 2024. So all you have to do is um, e- either seemingly get pink eye or get pink eye. And just, man, if I could turn back time. Just really squirt something right in there. You don't even have to actually get the pink eye. It's Why a tip. did the Internet say you can clean your contact with hydrogen peroxide? Because then the hydrogen peroxide hurts. When, OK, you think, Jackie, you should know better. Don't put hydrogen peroxide <laughs> in your eye. I didn't say anything. But the internet said that I could do it. And if the internet told me to jump off of a bridge, I would. But I had mm-hmm. makeup all over my eyes and I was worried I wasn't going to be able to drive. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And it hurts. It still hurts. I would, I would, I would imagine that it would hurt to put, oh no, my hat, my hat. Oh yeah, just a constant little ringing. I, we, I was not on top of my costume today and so I'm Elaine as in her fashions for the solstice ball and I'm gonna have to take this hat off because it is jingle jangle. It is jingle jangle and also I am dressed for a scene that um, I should have asked Natalie if we were getting to and we're not getting to today. That's so all right. together I'm gonna say we have a costuming fail today. A little, little bit. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and remove so everybody knows I Don't was remove a, the Christmas tree. We need it. I was we need it for the character. A solstice hat. And now I'm it's sorry, gone. Yeah. Goodbye. Solstice Go away. Has. Solstice has. Um, I will say I love your fashion. It just, we haven't gotten to the scene yet, but it is involving a slumber party that's coming up. I mean, I don't know if you can tell my snail head. It's very cute. <laughs> I, 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 let's be real. 
I dressed up like this so I could show off my snail headband. And if you're not looking at the video, you're probably like, what the hell are you talking about? But it does make me look like I've got that I am a snail. And maybe it has something to do with the snail mucin. Maybe I am slowly oh, right. becoming a snail. That's Maybe you are. Oh, is this not actually a headband? I mean, no, mean no. Talk? This is a part of my body. This is me now. And I also, um, it's me now. I leave a snail trail wherever I go. Oh. Uh, I thought oh, you had what? contacts in. Why do you have uh, four eyes? Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, I bought a bunch of these that make me look like a snail, and I didn't realize you could have so much fun with a headband. And I realized, why am I not wearing more headbands? <laughs> things they don't tell you in school. Man, they don't. They don't tell you these things. I was just talking about on page seven that uh, Jeff and I have been referred to recently as swing baiters and I think that this is something that I should be bringing into the Akatar world. Swing bait? That sounds that we, like an insult. It, I think it is but it we, that we come off as swingers but we're not swingers. Uh, we've got the confidence of swingers. Okay. And we've got the zeal of swingers. But are they trying to suggest that you are uh, you are lying about it? I mean we're not swingers. I know but like how they perceive you is not your f- problem. You're right. Okay. And be Unless they're saying that, that it just gives you sex energy that they like, then I guess that's fine. I do think I kind of like being swing baiters. <sighs> having the like, you know, having the zeal of a swinger, you know? Because there's nothing quite like when you get approached by a couple. I'm sure you've been approached before. Not since I've been in a marriage. In a marriage. But I'm just saying that, like, you know, it makes you feel good. Even if you say no, it makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I sure. I mean, I'll take it. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I'm, I am looking good today. Thank you. I will not be having sex with your husband. No, but, but I appreciate the offer for thinking of me. Yeah. And I do think about this a lot. And I can't remember if we talked about this on Akatar, but apparently the word on the street is where I got married and the hotel we were staying at mm-hmm. had a high level, had high, a high amount of swingers in it because multiple people got approached by different swingers while partying at the hotel we all stayed at for my wedding. I've not heard of that story. I'm very upset because we weren't approached. Wow. And apparently, maybe it's because we were putting off, oh, just got married energy and we weren't ready to swing yet. But if we were real swingers, wouldn't we be swinging on on your wedding wedding night? Yeah. That's when you swing. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you didn't hook up with a couple in, in Florida and end up staying there. That's all I can say. I know. I got back out. Don't worry, guys. Even though I'm dressing like a snail and you're like, but you love the humidity. I'm just a snail. She's just snail. I'm just snail. <laughs> Anywhere <laughs> else I'd have a tail. <laughs> that would be scary. Oh, man. If snails start growing tails, guys, everybody run. Technically, their butt's a tail. It, oh, yeah. I guess it kind of droops up. <laughs> it goes against gravity. And isn't that what we want in our snaildom? Sure. Also, right. I do have friendship bracelets on. Oh, you do? Yeah, oh, I've got that's a good bracelets. call. Oh. Yeah. Again, spoiler. Again, not it's spoiler. Not spoiler, spoiler, not spoiler. Um, they have they make friendship bracelets for each other, but I'm wearing them today because Tay. Tay! No, no, no. Hey. Page seven's over. Okay, we're not bringing Taylor Swift into it. I can't, it's hard to do Akatar after page seven because I'm in pop culture mode. Well, you're a get out. I got to get into horny mode. Yeah. There's no pop culture in Prithian. 
No. Yeah, I guess, yeah, they're not sitting around watching. They're not binge watching reality TV. No, they what? have a theater. Yes. And they have music halls. Yes. And they have and their, taverns oh, and yeah. seedy taverns. God, I want to go to a tavern. Mm-hmm. Me too. Let's go to, we just got to go to like Europe, I think. Okay. Let's go back. Whisk me away, Natalie. Let's Take go back me to away. Edinburgh. Okay. It's haunted, right? Super haunted. Yeah, that's what I want. Snails love ghosts. And that's what you don't know about snails. And that's because you never bothered to ask. No, did you? I've never asked, and I'm sorry. I'm here, be. I'm here to apologize. Give me some lettuce. Um, let us continue where we left wow. off. We ended mid-chapter last time because I wanted to wear a specific outfit. I get it. For an audio podcast. But anyway, oh, I wanted to say sh- shout this out for a second. At the top here, we are going to do a... A Crescent City 3 book release pre, like the Eve book release party stream. It's going to be like when we all got together at midnight and waited for the Harry Potter books to come out, except I won't be doing rails off of the dashboard of my car. And it won't be at midnight Pacific. No, it will be uh, be ending at midnight Eastern. So it's going to be, we're going to do a late night. Let's get bitchy. Let's get talky. And we're going to be talking about Theories. So this is only a stream for people who don't mind spoilers for both Akatar and Crescent City. And um, we're actually going to have you guys send in your theories. Exactly. Your theories about what you think is going to happen in the new book. We're going to hang out. We're going to be in our jams. We might have a cocktail. I don't know. Oh, Who's crazy? Oh, oh, I think we're going to have a cocktail. Um, and we want to hear from you and what you think. So if you would like to send in a theory for what you think is going to happen in the new book, The Crescent City 3, that's about to come out January 30th. We're going to be doing the stream January 29th in the evening. We'll give you the ex- exact time coming up. Which is a Monday. I know it's surprising. A Monday. It's a, we're have we're gonna have a Monday, but that's when the book comes out. So don't add, talk to Bloomberry Press or whoever's putting it out. I'm oh, not I'll sure. Um, but you want to send the any of your fan theories, any questions or anything like that. I and mean, we're just gonna do like a chat and a hangout and have a fun time for the couple hours before it is released. <laughs> and so you can send those questions and theories to. Page seven podcast at gmail.com. That is page seven, seven the number, page seven podcast at gmail.com. There you go. Um, also, so even if you write out the number S E V E N, it still comes to page seven podcast at gmail.com. Oh, really? Yeah. I set it up. Oh, smart. That's smart. I set it up. And if you miss, if you can't be there for the live stream, it will be re-uploaded probably on both Twitch and YouTube. I can't say that for sure, but probably. Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be up on twitch.tv forward slash LPN TV. It will be then indeed. Good On call. Monday, January 9th. 29th. 29th. <laughs> on Monday, January 29th. We're good at ads. Yeah. You're actually great at ads. Oh my God. Thank you. Is it because I got four eyes? I guess Please. So. My eyes are down here, Natalie. Well, you shouldn't be just staring at my You shouldn't fucking... be just having them hang out then staring if you don't want them being demons. looked at. Yeah. So where we left off was mid-chapter 57 and the gangs all at the Court of Nightmares for their annual solstice mandatory frivolities event. Nesta is looking fine. And Cassian is having a very hard time controlling his excitement about it, but he must. Oh, my dick's all hard. But he can't show because he's supposed to be... Uh, uh, hardened uh, yeah. soldier. Yeah, he's supposed to be hardened of spirit, not, not of, of dick. bone. Yes. yes. 
um, for the plan is in play. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. But just think of how much that hard dick is tugging on the inside of his pants. But he's got the, all the armor on, so it's just going like, Dong. oh, God. So it's make, probably making sounds going, it's creaking. Yeah. It's hitting against the metal. See, I just heard it as like a dong. Oh, yeah. Dong. It just happened. It's like, oh, my bell dick. <laughs> it's like but Quasimodo man. between his legs. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, oh, he's mad. He's yes. so mad. He, he was so angry. He even prepared by brushing his hair for tonight. Oh, my God. Bed. How hot is he? I Although, honestly, I'm here for the unprepared hair look. I, I don't need it to be. Oh, no. Pet. I love a tousled hair, but it just yes. I just picture him. Being like, I'll show him what a, man, a gentleman looks like. And he's just like combing his hair in the mirror. I'm just going to get it through my head. He's just like gelling it down. <laughs> I can look like a Zoomer. <laughs> yeah, like he's in seventh grade going to dance. Um, he's wearing chinos. Aww. No, he's wearing dragon skin. Yeah, he is. Feyre gives the crowd another queenly command. Mm. Dance. The Fae commenced their nationally regulated jovial hip moving for the uh, season. Uh, uh, and as uh, you imagine, they're all, you know, they're all groined in on each other. They, I think they're doing the time warp. Oh, that would be cute. As they do, Reese turns to Eris and offers him a little gift. So after all of the court courtiers move about to the dance floor, then they turn and have their little private conversation. And he says, here's a gift, a solstice gift, he says. This surprises Cassian because he wasn't made aware of this maneuver. Yeah. He's further shocked to discover as Eris opens the box that it's the dagger that Nesta has made, which is a little, you know, what? I just feel like not to be anything. And you know, like, I live and die by Reese. Mm -hmm. But, like, he probably could have asked her and told other people he was doing it. Or do you think that he did it because, like, he didn't want to hear any shit? I know that there's been times in the past where he did, like, a Lord's Command, and it really, you know, like with more when, like, he made the deal with Eris without telling her, right. and he was like, I had to. So he had to do the, it. The choice that I had to make, and he, like, hates himself for it. And it could be one of those situations where he knew that he couldn't tell them because they would all be like, no, but he, there's some reason that he's doing it. There's a reason. You know, there's a reason. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, see, I still got it, guys. You never lost it. Thank you. And so Cassian's confused why he would choose to do this. And he's trying not to look incredulously at Reese and Farah, being like, what are you doing? Eris seems equally perplexed. He can tell the, the dagger's permeating with magic, and he seems a little afraid of it. Farah explains that she wants to show that they respect him and offer him this object because of the dangerous sacrifices he's making. Cassie embraces for Reese to reveal the whole truth to Eris, but instead Reese tells him, you know, I just uh, had this in the night court store. It's just like a whatever. It's just like a re-gift. So, like, get over it yourself. <laughs> just a dagger I didn't want. Yeah. Yuck. I was getting all these different daggers. I wanted the bigger one. So he's keeping Nesta's secret for the time being. Hesitant at first, Eris eventually thanks them for this gift, and Cassian thinks that Eris sounds really genuine. Like, he's actually thankful to be given a present. I also bet I imagine it's he doesn't a really, get a lot. Yeah, I can't imagine he does. I don't think that the, uh, you know, his daddy's given him a whole lot for Solstice every year. And also, I bet it's a really cool fucking dagger. 
Well, it's like glowing with magic. Yeah. You imagine just like, I mean, in the same way we all know we love a dick twitch. When we see that little twitch, 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 twitch. We all, we've agreed on this. We all love a dick twitch. If you love a dick, you love a dick twitch. And this dagger is twitching like a penis. You know? Like a little happy penis. That's not where I went with it. Oh. It's phallic. (laughs) You know? It's probably phallic. Yeah. I imagine. You're not wrong. Actually, I guess in my head, it's more of like one of those like curvy ones. Oh, yeah, like, like, a, a, like a sort of a piratey. Yeah. Mm. I haven't thought of that either, but I like it. I've just been thinking about daggers a lot. There's a lot of daggers in Fourth Wing when you get into uh, into the world of Fourth Wing. They're always talking about daggers. I'll get there, but I have now dedicated myself to Throne of Glass, so I'm in the But I'm you're in the, gone in the forever. I know. Now late. you're gone forever. There's so many of them, Natalie. I have to. I'm so curious about crossover stuff. I understand. And honestly, I'm really just waiting for you to get to the crossover stuff for you to tell me that I should also be reading them. Because I know I'll get there. Oh, you will, for sure. In, yeah. I just love I love a, um, a crossover world in book series. I'm a king girl. Yeah, that's all he does. Yeah, and all the crossovers. Is this a crossover episode? I just started restarted uh, BoJack Horseman from the beginning because I wanted to be really upset. Jeff came into me watching it last night. And he's like, "Really? He's like, Are you sad? Do you need to talk about something?" I was like, "No, nah, I just want to see it. I just want to watch BoJack again. I just want to cry and be upset. All right, and think about the days when I was an alcoholic. Okay." Yeah, you sure? You want it? Okay. We've uh, We haven't had enough of that this year? Yeah. Nesta's not getting me there enough, so I want to really just, like, remind myself. Really just, like, grind the knife in. Get in there. Okay. So Cassian thinks that he actually is being grateful for being given a gift. And then Feyre slickly does the segue. Well, Eris, I would normally offer you a dance, but I'm swollen with child. Mm-hmm. Being in full court of nightmares queen mode, she then announces, My oldest sister shall take my place. Which is something that you only do if you're in a royal court where yeah. you're just like, My sister will be forced into dancing with you now. Yeah, I, I Henry's always making me dance with courtiers. And I'm like, Henry, you do it. You've got the glide. Yeah, he's always Zabrowski glide. He's always trying to get you to hook up with like sixty-eight-year-old character actors from the valley. I did. There was a time period that I did ask Henry to sell me off. I was like, "Marry me off to someone. Find someone. Get me in. Like, get me into a proper home." <laughs> but um, he didn't. He let me fall in love instead. Whoa. Thanks a lot. Boring. And now I don't, I'm, I'm not the head. I, I can't just go, dance, and everyone dances. It's true. Every time I yell dance, nobody starts dancing. I'll, I'll, next time you scream it, I'll do it. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Now we're connected. Nesta is, of course, aware that this is all going to happen, so she's not bristling at being told that she must dance with Eris. And so she's just instead acting bored and sort of distracted. Oh, no, not is, this really hot guy. Oh, Ugh, which, of no. course, only intrigues Eris, I'm sure. Yeah, and probably pisses Cassian off. And by probably, I mean, we know it does. Oh, it does. Cassian can barely stand the once-over Eris gives Nesta with his eyes, <laughs> which equates to, hub, hub. Okay. Oh, you want me to dance with her? I'll dance with her. Oh. Cassian is forced to stand by and watches as Eris leads Nesta to the edge of the dance floor, sweeps his hand down her back 
as she locks eyes with him. Can you imagine how charming he is when he wants to be? Oh, but imagine poor Cassian having to just stare at this. And it's also got to be difficult for Nesta having to deal with it because there is nothing quite like, man, when when you are in love with someone else and someone else touches you in any kind of sexual way. Like, I know that not everybody feels this way, but I'm definitely like, get away. Like, I'm too. For yourself? uh, Yeah, I'm too obsessed with my husband. See, I'm only thinking about when somebody is like being obviously for like, I remember that happening earlier when Henry and I were dating that this old friend of his came up and was very obviously like. Flirting ignoring with you. me. Oh. And hitting, like, trying to flirt with Henry. Because I think maybe she knew he was, like, recently singled. And she was, I was like, she was openly turning her back to me and, like, doing, like, the shoulder touches. Oh, and I was like, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even. I would. I mean, I don't want to watch you go through that, but I would love to just see the look on your face before you're like. Because I know you also wouldn't be bitchy about it because uh, that person's being the bitch, by the by, especially when they know that he's in a relationship. Especially because I know, like, Henry is the most respectful man on earth. And so, like, he wouldn't yeah. do anything. But, like, the just the sh- the audacity and having to, like, and just standing by being like, I'm going to be mature in this. I know it's fine. This person is annoying. Yes. Um, And being gross. And uh, it's going to be fun. But then watching it is like, I, can't, I don't want to be Cassie. Ooh, no. It's and so especially as you watch them where it's like, you know, they're not 100. Like, you know, Nesta's not 100% in it. So that's got to make him even more so like, get your hands off of her. Yes. And he has to, though, he has to act like he doesn't care. And the music shifts to a new song on the dance floor. And the couple sweeps over and in, into the crowd. And that girl, she can move. She's got moves for days. She is a maniac on the dance floor. Well, we've already heard that she like like one dance and people, you know, they they fawn over her to a point of proposal. That's you know, I've danced a lot. No one has ever done that. I mean, you did at least get proposed to once. I wasn't dancing before. I just went to Dwayne Reed and came back. <laughs> oh my god, he was so nervous. I remember. Aww, I remember so he texted me. He was so nervous. I was shocked. I didn't realize it was happening. God, I love did. that he really surprised he you. He really with it. did. He watches. Cassian watches with awe at her lithe form melding with the song. He notices Eris is also shook, and even recent Feyre are a bit taken aback at her skill and grace. We cut over to Nesta, and she is indeed filled with the fire of the dance. Ah, the fire of the dance, you say? She is thriving. Her body and mind are soaring. And as she triumphantly owns the dance floor, she keeps her gaze on Eris, seducing him softly with smiles and suggestive eyes. Oh, you mean like this? I assume. Thank you. But doing it with the snail eyes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just don't look up here. Just look up there. Oh, you like me? (laughs) Man, these would have come in handy when I was dating. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. Just to see, like, I would, I'd would, i like to see how they reacted. And if they didn't roll with it, you don't want to go on a second date with that person. If you can't handle me at my snail, <laughs> you can't touch my tail. And that, that you can live by. We're living a real slug life over here. <laughs> she had never worn such a color on her mouth. It looked like sin personified. 
which I just love that that expression. Yes. She thinks about how much she enjoyed her reflection earlier in the evening because this was all Moore's doing. She doesn't even know how to put on this tr- this painted up like trash makeup, which is all I wear. This is like yeah, the exact makeup I wear. Like, that's day. exactly how I dress. A queen of night, she thinks, death personified. Yes. Ugh, metal. She's loving this moment. She sees Eris's approval of her and his delight when he starts adding little flares and spins to their waltz. Back with Cassie, and he's thinking about how he knows this particular waltz they're doing. And he knows it quite well. He's been doing it for centuries. And he knows that this song ends with a crescendo that most couples continue on doing the same waltz to. But the ballsy ones go for a series of 12 spins. Whoa, whirling dervishes. Okay, spinner like a teacup. Ooh, yeah. That's a lot of spinning. Right? Yeah, and then everyone's going to be puking 12 spins? No, thank you. He w- he waits with anticipation to see whether Nesta will do it. But come on, you bitch, you know she's going to do the spins. You know she's going to do it. As the song reaches its peak, Eris begins to spin Nesta in a way which I can only assume is like the scene from Adam's Family Values. A hundred percent. It is completely what I think about. It's all I can see in this entire scene. And then they set the like the floor on fire yeah. as she spins off the dance floor? Mm-hmm. Yes! And I actually, I've said before that I think SJM has a ballet background and the Crescendo and Turns series is a very classical ballet thing. So this might have also been inspired by that. But I think mostly Adam's Family Values. <laughs> um, regardless, that B word burns a hole in the dance floor with her skills. Death personified can also dance. And spin. Awesome. Cassian is dumbstruck, as is most of the room. Maybe Eris most of all. He's practically salivating at the end of the dance. Nesta's radiant. Emerging from her cocoon of grief and rage, this new Nesta might very well send entire courts to their knees. Kingdoms. That's some good dancing. That's also one sexy lady. Mm -hmm. Bring a kingdom to their knees. Pretty fucking cool. Over to Nesta, and she's thinking about how much she wants to keep letting loose. On the da- she wants to just keep going and going on the dance floor, yeah. like sweating it up, going crazy. But the next song is slower, and she reels herself in, reminding herself that she's supposed to be seducing Eris. They exchange small talk during this less athletic dance, and she plays coy. He tells her not to believe the worst of him, that Moore knows he's not really a monster. I wouldn't call him likable in this sequence, but... He's making fair points about how he's putting his neck on the line to ally with the night court yes. and that should count for something. Yes. But like he's also kind of a douchebag through all of it. That's the problem. It's like at the end of the day, you know, even when someone is like doing nice things or they're doing it, it but it's like who you are, he is just an asshole. And so it's hard to really forever like give him a hundred percent of anything. And that's why it's so difficult in, in my mind to rest. Ra- like I don't like Eris. No. But in my brain, he's so hot that, like, I still gotta try to kiss him. Just give him extra chances. Yeah. It's unfortunately the curse of attractiveness. He's so bad, he's good. Just think, well, I could fix him. Ugh, that's the problem. And we never can fix them. No, it's don't, please don't ever do They gotta fix anyone. themselves. It's what we've learned after all this time. We all gotta fix ourselves. Yeah. Isn't that what Nesta's teaching us? Oh, take it. Learn it. Live it. It doesn't hurt. It does. Like I've said before, it doesn't hurt if you have a strong support system. So I do think Cassian 
is a good soft landing for her to go through this horrible thing that she has to go through. But she yeah, is still doing a hard it. landing too. <laughs> Bona. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So in this, this talk while they're, waltz, while they're waltzing, he's very openly trying to convince her that he'd be a good match for her. He tells her it's pretty rad. She can both dance and behead the King of Highburn. Contains multitudes. Contains multitudes. She lets a little of her silver fire show in her eyes, and she can practically see his erection mentally. Nice. He twirled her again, the waltz already coming to a close. He whispered in her ear. They say your sister Elaine is the beauty, but you outshine her tonight. I'm sorry, Natalie. His hand stroked down the bare skin of her back, and she arched slightly into the touch. Because you're Elaine. Okay, got it. Let's do this. <laughs> I was like, don't let him talk about you like that. I don't, you're also you know, stunning. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. Stunning baby girl, but stunning Down here, nonetheless. I should have dressed as like a sallow Elaine in this scene. Yeah. Just all like, I'm wearing all black. Oh, man, I should have done that. Oh, I wasn't thinking of it. Especially because she's so fair and such a baby doll that, like, I think it would be fun to watch her wearing the all black because it's so against her character Ooh. to dress for the Court of Nightmares at all. Yeah. But, man, I would love an opportunity to dress to go to the Court of Nightmares. I know. I they always get so the badly. coolest fits yes. for this. Well... During all of this, all I'm thinking is poor Cassie because he's watching this all go down. They dance to yet another song, and Nesta is thrilled to be moving but keeps her focus on flirting with Eris. The two of them must have made a pretty picture, moving in harmony, Ooh. whispering and exchanging glances. Yeah, they're like lasagna. Laugh for it? Because <laughs> it's all these flavors mingling together, laying together in a bed of yum. Lasagna, huh? Yeah, man. I mean, listen, I love lasagna. I, I could see it being uh, sexy. Better yum. Contain multitudes. <laughs> if you just say contain multitudes, <laughs> it really, it bridges a lot of topics. Yep. Laughing softly at each other. Doing that thing that couples do when they're being intimate jokes so that no one else can hear, whispering to one another, going like, <laughs> <laughs> Another chuckle. Motion lurked at the corner of her eye, but she didn't break her stare from Eris's. Didn't halt her steps until... Move! <gasps> Apparently, 
That view was all that Cassian could take. It's all he could handle. He has appeared at their side. This is also not part of the plan. No. Eris bristles and calls Cassian a brute, his favorite insult. Nesta has to fight back her rage. She deflects and makes it all business. Oh, you're trying to step in, Mr. Cassian, my colleague? But she sees the rage in Cassian's eyes and wonders if he believed the tale she was spitting for Eris. Was she that good? But I also wonder that, like, I know that, like, they're not making this clear, but, like, with their good hearing, could he hear, like, the little, like, <laughs> like, between the two of them? I don't know. Like, that, they, can you imagine but, hearing the little, like, seductees? I feel like they couldn't just because the room is so filled with people. Yeah, and so loud. Yeah. That maybe it was just too much. But, like, I also am surprised that during this, because, it, like, between the their hearing and their scent, that Eris wasn't like, mm. Well, she was glamored. She was glamored, but he he's not glamored. But he maybe. That has a thing make, for her, and it's only one way. Yeah, and maybe Eris noticing that scent would be like, "Oh, I'm gonna fuck his day up." Yeah, true. Just make like her more water, excited yeah, to fuck more. the relationship up because he has this weird obsession. I guess because he's a misogynist, and Cassian took Morgan's virginity, and he's still mad about it. Yeah, or maybe Eris wants to kiss Cassian, and again, it did cross my mind. Oh, I'll watch that day because he is so fixated on Cassian. I'm like. Does he want to kiss Cassian? Yeah, the amount of times he's like, you brood, you bastard. Always thinking oh, about him. Yeah, just wants to kiss. Oh, God. Oh, 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 oh. Uh-oh, her, <laughs> her snail's secretions are coming. I can't not think about it. So Nessa's sort of wondering if she has tricked Cassian too well with this little ruse. And Eris, of course, continues insulting Cassian. So she must use all of her might to tamp down on that fire. She wants to rip Eris's face off. But instead, she makes her voice calm as she tells Eris to share his partners. Like, be Eris, you naughty boy. Let me. Esther wants to be involved. Yeah, no, I'll watch that tape too. Just put them all together. I. Betty Yum. See, I'd run. I would much rather have. Eris be more redeemed before I watch the tape, you know? I understand. He doesn't deserve to have both of them. No, he doesn't. And I know some people really like the sort of, like, sub thing where they would just be, like, all, like, hard with him, like, like doing S&M stuff with him. But, like, I'm not that into that. I get that. I understand. I still watch the tape, though. I mean, I wouldn't not. I'm not going to shut the tape off. The tape is put on. I'm not going to. (laughs) <laughs> just to see how it all shakes out, you know, to see how much Eris and Cassian kiss. See their dynamic, be, yeah. see what everybody's, how they're making this work together. What holes they choose. <laughs> Says a lot um, about a person. So because Nesta takes the tone of, don't worry, Eris, I'm just, don't be, sh-, you know, she's doing a little flirty flirt. Oh, yeah. Eris agrees to sneer off. And Nesta reprimands Cassian as soon as they're alone. And like, dude, are you happy? You fucked this up. But she softens when she sees how upset he actually is. She sees Reese and Feyre mind shouting at Cassian, which I assume is just like them, like, across the room. (laughs) (laughs) But Cassian's ignoring them. He offers his hand to dance. His focus is entirely on Nesta. He was nervous. This male who had faced down enemy armies, 
who had battled to the brink of death more times than she cared to count, who had fought so many dangers, it was a miracle he lived. He was nervous. I'm sorry, this is the cutest thing I can imagine. I this uh, just like he can't even stay away from her. He has to go and dance her. He's so like he needs her so bad. And he's just like, and like what I love about this scene so much is that it's not he's not doing it in a way of like, she's mine. I feel like he's doing it in a way where he literally cannot control himself. And not only that, he's what I think is really charming about it is a big, strong, tough guy being vulnerable in front of people that doing something he might be a little bit embarrassed about by yes. by cuz dancing is not doesn't come naturally to him and but he doesn't care he wants to show her like I'll dance with you I can dance with you so it's not definitely doesn't feel like a possessive thing to no. me it feels way more like let me show you that I'm willing to kind of embarrass myself for you <gasps> How could she not fall for him forever? I mean, seriously. Oh yeah. I mean, it's already it's already bought and sold. I mean, this is done, right? I mean, I would I get. I don't know. We haven't gotten. I'm just yet. very proud of her that she's even able to, to like properly seduce Eris because I don't think that I could if I felt this way, especially like in the beginning of a relationship. I'm just not that good of an actress. You know, I don't know how you're gonna ever play the Game of Thrones. Oh. I mean, I guess if it's for a kingdom, I guess I could probably do a lot. Yeah. I right? think you could do it. Thank you. They All right. Tell Jeff I'm about to go sed- seduct till I own a kingdom. Mm, I wonder which one. Putin? Can be, yeah, sure. It could be a little one. Yeah. And then we'll ride bears together. I guess. Wouldn't I look so cute you on a bear? You would look cute on a bear, especially Thank if we're just like a snail. Oh, my God. A snail on a bear. <laughs> uh, what an unlikely friendship. <laughs> they... <laughs> So Cassian and Nesta move into the waltz that's happening on the dance floor. Nesta notes he doesn't hold the natural grace that Eris does, but isn't that what love is all about? It doesn't matter about all the pomp and flash when it's your love. Mm-hmm. This sort of stumbly dance is worth more than a thousand polished dances with Eris. They get further into their movements. As they get into their stride, Cassian smiles, beaming with happiness and pride. The music was no longer the most beautiful thing in existence. He was. Nesta couldn't stop it then. The answering smile that bloomed through her at last, stealing across her face, bright as the dawn. Now you get a Nesta smile. That's a big deal. Bro. That's a big deal. Man, I wish I was more, like, mysterious and captivating of just, like, you imagine someone be like, if you could get Jackie to smile. It's like, I'm a big goof snail. I'm always like, oh, I'm so happy. I've told you this before that I was, I wanted so badly to be more like my friends who did modeling stuff who were always so poised and cool. Even, like, in public or in hanging out, they were always just, like, perfectly quaffed and all their photos were perfect even like random impromptu photos and stuff yeah they were always like posed in the proper way and they always look so feminine and i just could never do it and now i don't care but for a long time i was like man i'm stupid i don't want to do this all the time i had to try really hard to look posed you know what i mean oh yeah and some people just have that like air about them yeah that they're they're always always ready perfectly angled and never making a... I'm always making a weird face in photos because I don't shut the fuck up ever. I get Maybe it. Maybe that's my problem. 
We were talking about this with Renee Rapp, um, who is um, Regina George in the new Mean Girls. Oh, yeah. She's also a young uh, pop star. But so many pictures of her, her mouth is always like open. Like, uh, uh, uh. Uh, but it's like in a sexy way. And I can't imagine if I have my mouth open, it's either like I look dumb. I look like an idiot. I'm not, I don't look like I'm 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 about to seduce. But she just has this like well, she has. I will say in her for her, she does have a very naturally pouty mouth. Yes, she's got a good mouth. So I think maybe some of it is just comes like slightly more naturally to her. Right, next her mouth week I'm gonna come in like with that. huge lips. I say, "Who am I pouty now? Am I pouty now, Natalie?" Um, yes. You're gonna be scared of me. I'm gonna be such a seductress. All I want is for you to be happy. Thank you. So whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> so. This this little dance that they're having in the middle of the room, it's not necessarily working in the favor of the plan with Eris because they are probably very obviously looking at each other as though people who are in love look at each other. Yeah. Um, I think if anyone was watching them, it, it would be very hard for them to see anything otherwise because while Nesta and Eris's partnering was – Intimate and slick and sort of provocative. Nesta and Cassian would, would be kind of glowing at one another on the dance floor, which is a very different vibe. For sure. And also I feel like Nesta and Eris were like doing like the show of mm-hmm. seduction rather than the intimate totally. actual play of seduction. Yeah, you're, I, I think you're right. In a way, this is a proclamation, them sealing themselves by going public. It's a big move, and Cassian is really leaving it out on the dance floor, oh. if you will. <laughs> oh, my God. It would be so cute to see him try and dance where you're like, I guess you've got the moves. I get, maybe I would, I would assume he doesn't have like, although I guess he would have the fluidity of dance if you're a sword fighter. I would imagine, but I think we're, we're to believe that it doesn't come organically to him necessarily. But then we have that cute scene right after this where Asriel comes to step in and asks to dance with Nesta. And so Cassian finds more somewhere on the sidelines and they discuss how she secretly had been giving him dance lessons so he wouldn't embarrass himself. So cute. Their attention is turned to Reese speaking with Eris across the room and seeing their interest Reese lets both Cassian and Morgan into his mind for, so they can kind of hear the conversation going on across mm-hmm. the room. And it is Eris asking what Reese wants in return for Nesta to be his bride. Feyre and Reese are trying their best to hide their amusement at this. And they're kind of shocked. But having this sort of internal conversation about, like, are you serious? Yeah. They had a couple dances together, bro. And that's, and then, like, and also to go to Reese to be like, what are you going to give me for? Yeah. What are we going to do? What do what, what, what I got to sell? And it's just like, ew, don't make it yucky. Yeah, which is exactly why you can never fully get into Eris because I he's know. still doing this random male thing where he's like, oh, he's, are you brokering for a partner what's yeah, so weird talk to her you got a question ask her like she would ever just agree to a wedding because reese did some kind of handshake yeah, i mean it goes she'd, to show she'd too. fucking freeze fire your house to the ground be cinders yes he dragged her off to the autumn court but it also goes to show how little he knows nesta the fact that he would ask reese about this you know what i mean like also like how toxic his household was when he was growing up mm-hmm. he's like, got some traumas he's some got traumas hundreds of here. years of traumas 
Oh, Eris, you sweet little handsome boy. Reese tells him as much. Basically saying, I can't make Nesta do nothing. Boy, are you out of your mind? Oh, and something I didn't pick up before uh, during this conversation. And and Reese kind of going like, why are you pushing this? Eris looks tense. And he says he has reasons for wanting Nesta as his bride. And it makes me wonder if Baron is trying to force his hand in marriage to somebody. And what if it's Brialin? What if Baron is trying to get Brialin and Eris to join and Eris is like, give me another bride. Oh my stat. god, think about that crone face getting up close to him, being like, Oh, what a good boy. Well, I, I think like I think the idea is that Brianne's like, Don't worry, I'm gonna be hot again. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, because they're doing all this zhuzh right now. They're like, We'll get all the things, don't worry, I'll be hot, and then you can make F on me. But he doesn't want to make F on her. Oh. No. She sucks. Yeah. But I also imagine, like, I, I would be drawn to Nesta too, and Nesta's power. Sure. You know, I like, I, I, it makes sense that he would want to be with her. Totally. But because Eris is so jealous of Cassian, he has to also throw a dig in at him during this conversation, saying essentially it'll be fun to take something away from him. Obsessed much, Eris, again, are you in love with Cassian? Kissing. Why are you thinking about him when you're like, I must have this bride? But also let me bring Cassian into the conversation. Oh my god, if this comes out in the next book that Eris was like after Cassian the whole time, I'll die. That's pretty fun. I'll die. But haters are always obsessed, aren't they? Yeah. Like, get a hobby and some therapy, Eris. Yeah. Take a picture. It'll last longer. Reese, for his own reasons, tells Eris he'll speak with Nesta and consider Eris's offer. Obviously, he's not really going to do that, but Cassian's Ow. fuming from across the room <laughs> listening to this conversation. Can you imagine, like, thinking, like, I bet Reese can also feel Cassian in the conversation, which has got to be distracting. So many things going on in there. Yeah. At chapter 58, there's a new battle for Nesta on the horizon. It's the solstice party. (gasps) Nesta had stood here once before. A year before, actually. She's, of course, talking about the dark night we witnessed in a court of frost and starlight, where they weren't even sure she was going to show up. And when she did, it, it was awkward and sort of sad. Certainly sad for Cassian. Though she's grown exponentially since that night. Yes, good for her. This is still quite a big step for her to show up and be merry and bright. And she smiled that one time. This is big for So we're not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. Nesta thinks about how she hasn't slept with Cassian since the ball. Oh, give me that D. Give me, give me that D. See, but for her... It's sort of a big deal for her to have access. She kind of doesn't she didn't mean to show her hand so much on Mm. the dance floor, it seems like. And now she's kind of scared. She allowed herself to be vulnerable and let other people see her be vulnerable. And and it shuts her down a little bit. It's almost like it's too much to lose. And so she hasn't gone to see him since then. Oh, girl, I get it. I get it when it's hard to realize that you have something special and then you go, oh, no, then I can fuck it up. I can ruin this. Yes. And especially with how much Nesta has fucked up in her past, it's hard to then trust yourself to make the right decisions when there were so many years of you not being able to trust yourself in your decisions that, like, I completely get her Mm -hmm. of, like, run away, run away. Run away. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But also... The first thing that happens when they enter is Cassian throws his wet cloak on the fancy bench and she goes and puts it away for him. So if you're trying to not act like you are with him, 
I don't know if that's working because you're cleaning up after him. Yeah. And also like clocking his every move and like anticipating his needs and like yada, yada, yada. Like, girl, you obviously have feelings for this dude. So Cassian gets ahead of her and kind of goes to the main room while she's picking his cloak up. And suddenly Elaine appears. Uh Oh, Natalie. Please. Yeah. Put your hat back on. Now she's at the party. Okay. Hi, Nesta. Oh, my God. So now it's just the two of them. And there's this is their first interaction since their fight at the House of Wind, I believe. Yeah, or at least one or at least the, the only moment that they've discussed. Yeah. Maybe they saw each other in passing and she just went like, I'm a baby. I'm just a baby lady. Or she's or Nesta says you're a baby. And she's like, I guess I'm a baby. Yeah. Wah, wah, give me Baba. I would like to be in a serious argument with somebody while wearing this hat. Just, just shake it on top of your head. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Well, we really need to talk about your boundaries. Okay? You look like a silly. <laughs> um, oh, you're going to take the jingle draggles off? Yes. Yay. I know it's putting everybody in the theme and the mood. Thank you. So this is sort of this awkward moment where they don't really know what's going to happen, probably. They regard each other warily, and Nesta thinks about how much healthier and robust Elaine looks. How maybe having these friends, this community, especially the the Wraith twins that she's gone so close with, have been teaching her how to also be stealthy since she didn't hear her come in. They have an exchange, and though Elaine may always be more reserved and proper, gone is the cowering mouse she portrayed to Nesta for so long. Hell yes. Their words, it's probably healthy. They needed some separation. They needed space. Did anybody say codependency? Completely. And also, like, Elaine didn't know how to be her own person because she has been told what to be by Nesta her entire life. Because Nesta was also told, and then she's sort of projecting on freaking Elaine, her sister-daughter. So... She's grown herself in this in this process, and their words are exchanged. That they're not heated, but they're short and sort of hesitant. Elaine tells her not to upset Feyre on her birthday, but before she can finish her sentence, Nesta shouts, "Oh fuck you!" That sisters for ya, and it's a stunned silence for a moment, and she's immediately gr- regretful. She's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I just screamed at this fragile little doe." But but also there's a lot going inside of like inside of Nesta's brain right now, which I understand. And especially like one person you can always be yourself around usually are your siblings. And but also Elaine was one of the only people she didn't speak to like that. And she's right. like, great. Now everybody's going to think I'm a mess. I'm, still, a and I'm fucking awful. But instead, it seems that it did the opposite because Elaine bursts out laughing. Aww. It's like the iciness was broken. Nesta's a bit panicked by this reaction and tries to apologize, but Elaine is actually tickled by this filthy language. Oh, a cuss of sorts. So interesting for my trash sister to say a cuss of sorts. And maybe she's actually relieved that Nesta isn't speaking to her like she's a baby. Yes. So At least it's something different. Yeah. Um, Nesta, for her part, is flummoxed by this reaction, but... She probably still needs to have some kind of one-on-ones with Elaine about all of this. But it, it, regardless, Elaine is like, you know what? We're good. 
I appreciate. You know, you treating me like a human, an adult woman. Cool. But also, thank you. And like, hopefully, we will find out more about Elaine's growth as well, because it's very obvious in this moment that Elaine has grown up a lot too. But we haven't seen. Are we that going story. to see Elaine's? stuff in the, this book or is it going to be an entirely different book coming out? I don't know. <laughs> what are we going to find out? I don't know. I don't know. So soon. So soon. Although we get Sarah G. Moss books every two years, right? I think ish. she just signed a big long contract for like a new entirely new series and a bunch of books. Yes. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Oh, oh, I need my smut. It better be smut, is all I'm saying. I'm pretty sure it will be. Regardless, Elaine, in a joyful mood, links her arms through Nesta's and seems to consider their feud over. If only all fights could end like this. Next time you're in a stalemate with somebody, just scream, oh, fuck you, and see if it helps. I'm pretty sure it won't, but, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. That's my advice for today. I like it. Oh, fuck you, Natalie. Aww. I'm sorry. I felt bad saying. <laughs> I I felt bad including your name in it. I take ba- I take see back see. Yeah, that, you've never yelled at me before. I know. I'm sorry. As they enter the main room together, Nesta notices a weird electric energy pulse between Elaine and Azrael as they mm. greet each other. Mm. Something she'll tuck away for another time. Interesting. Is he made of shadows? It's sad though because Lucian's all, also here, and so I just imagine Elaine going. Hi, Asriel. <laughs> okay. And Lucian just pining for just going hey. like, oh, oh, I love her. Hey, Lucian. Ugh. Poor Lucian. But the gang is all here, including Varian and, of course, Lucian. So Nesta also actually invited Emery and Gwen, but they didn't come. In Gwen's case, she wasn't ready to leave the library. Nesta's analyzing the room when she catches her sights on Amrin, who promptly ignores her. Mm. Well, I guess that's not over yet, but have you tried screaming fuck you at her? I think, what advice to take? I'm sure Amrin would take that so well. She might. I don't know. It's hard to say. Amber might think it's funny. She's She has strange uh, reactions. I know, but I feel like coming from Nesta, who has been such an aggressor towards her, that like Amryn doesn't like that, that I feel yeah. like she kind of at this point, Nesta kind of needs to kowtow to her a little bit more. Perhaps. But I think it's also because Amryn is, I say this out of love, a heinous bitch. Oh, sure. I think she would agree. So Nesta's trying to act normal and try to you know, do her best to blend into this room, but she can tell everyone is waiting to see what sort of temperament she'll be in. They're all kind of um, walking on eggshells at the moment. Yeah. She hates this, but also understands after last year's debacle. Mm-hmm. So she chooses to simply turn to Feyre and say, happy birthday, fuck you. No, she doesn't say that. She just says happy birthday. Yeah, Feyre would have, man, especially if I was swole with child and someone just said happy birthday, fuck you, I think I'd flip out. I can only imagine how, you know, I've already said before I'm scared of pregnant women, so I would just be like, yes, ma'am, anything you say, ma'am. Enjoying the party, ma'am. I don't want, what do you think you would, if somebody screamed that at you when you were pregnant, you wouldn't cry, you'd be like enraged, do you think? Yeah, I think I would be thrown into a fury. I think I would be perplexed. Yeah, I, 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 
something about just the idea of having your child within you, I just imagine really ups the aggressor factor. And maybe that's just because I've never been there before. But I would assume it's just like, you're saying it to me and the baby. (laughs) Like, I feel like I would always take it that you're saying it to me and my baby. So I think that I would probably flip out. No, I was saying it to only your baby. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Becoming like Shin Godzilla, just like the fury uh, like comes out of my mouth. The room, after she says just happy birthday, not fuck you. Not fuck you. The room seems to relax a bit. She has afterwards a brief interaction with Lucian as it's almost like the room went silent and then everybody started going, after she said happy birthday. And so she goes over and she's kind of facing Lucian. And this is where we learn that Tamlin has gotten word of the pregnancy and it did not go over well. Oh, no. Oh, did he have like a childlike fit again? He didn't send over a a shower gift. We'll say that. (laughs) Their conversation then turns to Morgan and she mentions she's learned of the fact they're training in Valkyrie techniques Nesta asks her to come visit the priestesses while they train, which is growth. Like, Maura and Nesta had this bonding experience over the dance training, I think, where they got over this hump of awkwardness a little mm. bit. And so Nesta is asking her if she'll come. I think the priestesses will really like if you show up. And- which is cute. Extending a hand of friendship, which is nice. And it's true. Probably the priestesses would like to see a, a woman, a female warrior, uh, because they're being trained by the Illyrians right now. And Hell so yeah. more, more is happy to, of course. Then the present exchange is starting to be brought up. And Nesta feels a little bit nervous about this because she didn't get presents for anybody. Girl, you got to kind of start thinking about other people besides just yourself. But maybe that's that's for next year's solstice. It is. And also she did tell Cassian that she... I will give her this. She wasn't allowed to leave the House of Wind, really. So she, I guess she could have gotten... Uh, Illyrian fighting gear. Yeah, Famazon. They must have something from Famazon. Yeah, man, send it up. Get your wings up. Get up here in two days, bitch. Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Jeff Bezos. Get him out of (laughs) here. But as the night unfolds, people chitter chatter, and Nesta finds her way over to Az, who also seems to be avoiding any deep conversations. She can tell something is haunting him, but she doesn't pry. But also, it's like, isn't something always haunting Asriel? Like, there's never That's a time. His charm. Yeah, he's just haunted, which, again, I'm very attracted to. I know. I love unfortunately, a haunt. Unfortunately. They have an exchange about the feelings that holidays can elicit, both good and bad. And it's a little connection for them, too. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before long, it's presents time. Which is, this is a lot for a whole, like, ball to give, to have present time. Like, that's a lot of pressure. It's hard enough to open up presents in front of my family. Yes, it's a lot. Um, so, Cass, we're with Cassian right now, and he's thinking about how he's not going to give Nesta her present just yet, even though he's bought her something, just in case she throws it in the river like last year. But it is kind of cute because he, like, brought it just in case. He's like, well, maybe I'll find a good time to... Give her a present. I die for him. I I die. I I love Cassian so much. And I just, I know that Jeff won't wear the wings, but I tell him he's my Cassian all the time and he accepts. He takes it. I did get him a bat onesie for Christmas. Oh my God. He wears it all the time and he's so fucking cute in it. See, I got it really for Jackie and then it was a surprise that. Jeff actually it. really likes he wearing lo- it. It's so comfortable. <laughs> he's like, I. He's like, if I could, I would wear this bat onesie all day, every day, and <laughs> I am here for it. <laughs> so, as he's thinking about what he's going to give this gift over, he's recalling the bo- the present from last year, which is a teeny tiny book, one of the first books ever in print in this world, which I guess is now fish food, Aww. or maybe it'll come back. Who knows? I don't that, know. that book might return. Yeah, on the from the power of love. Oh yeah, the power of love makes we'll it dry. It yeah, that's why that's why he wrote the song. It's the power of the written word. That, yes. Yeah. <laughs> if there's anything Marty McFly would like us to know. It is the gift of reading. He's nervous to give her a gift again, but <sighs> but he thinks it'll be different this year. He he hopes. And I think it might be a I little different so this time too. She didn't laugh freely like Moore or Feyre, or smile sweetly like Elaine. But she spoke, and engaged, and sometimes smirked. She saw everything, heard everything, even the fire, which she seemed to ignore. Pride filled his chest at that, and relief. So yeah, she's, she's handling this fire like a champ. Through all yeah, I guess she doesn't hear the crack of daddy's neck anymore. Yeah, I'm making jokes about it. Too oh, daddy's soon. neck broke too loud. <laughs> um, no, I probably can you imagine upset. mocking somebody with that? <laughs> oh, you upset? Daddy that came to save you got murdered in front of you. Why was it in quotes? Quotes as if <laughs> you gotta you gotta gaslight her on every front. Be yeah, like, was real. he murdered? That's a very good gaslight. You're like, yes, yeah, yes, he was. Was he, was he not? <laughs> I'm confused. So the only tension that's still kind of there in the room is between Amron and Nesta, and you can't build Rome in a day. Am nah, I right? Nah, too many columns. A lot of costs. <laughs> Cassian lists out all of their gifts in his mind as he's going over all everybody opening their presents. And it's all thoughtful except maybe Morgan's gifts. So I think maybe she does this on purpose a little bit. Like she just gets them intentionally horrible gifts. Yes. Feyre gives him a painting of the three bat boys winning the blood rite. Just stick figures covered in blood. <laughs> we all know it. Uh. She presumably took the memories from Reese's mind, and it moves Cassian deeply, 
regardless of the skill. Um, <laughs> he watches Elaine barely glance at the pearl earrings that Lucian brought her and, and empathizes with him yes. in his mind. Stop, Elaine. Uh, Can't you just at least feign a little bit of happiness? I We've talked about this before, and I, I get know. why she's not... I know. She's trying not to lead him on, but it's so... Un, like, it... <laughs> I just feel so bad for Lucian. At least, like, there's a way to open up a present and and communicate. Thank you so much. This was a thoughtful gift. I don't want to fuck you. That there's got to be a way. The opposite of fuck you. You say no fuck you. No fuck you. No fuck you inside of me. Fuck me. That's what's not gonna be. <laughs> Give him a little rhyme. Uh, Give yeah. him a rhyme so he remembers. And then you'll remember. And then hopefully he'll think about it before he gives you pearl earrings again. And I, Not I, a pearl nugget. Not getting God damn it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ah. Thank you for yes. the pearl earrings. There will be no pearl necklace to accompany no this. No pearl necklace. Are we clear about all of it? I also, I get it, Elaine. But yes, poor guy. And I do, like... Maybe this is just coming from me as someone that never wants to hurt anyone's feelings that I feel like I would lead him on by being like, think, like trying to connect with him, even though I didn't want to have sex with him. I had a very hard time with that when I was younger about being too polite to people who were being overly like aggressive. Yeah. And because you're especially as a girl in this and growing up in the 2000s and the 90s. It's like you were kind of taught that you were supposed to be nice to everybody all the time. And that you were also should like see it as like, you're welcome. I'm hitting on you. Hello. Like, like, I feel oh, like thank you maybe so that's much just for the, the attention. The plus size like no, no, vibe that, I, I, that I, I got that's... of like, you should be happy that at least someone is hitting on you. Like, I feel like there was always that. So you were like, oh, I guess I want to kiss you. Even if you don't. Or even if you are trying to turn somebody down, you still, uh, at least I was always still trying to be, like, too nice to them. And then they kind of use that as an excuse of being like, see, she's not, you know, look, she, uh, she's fucking leading she me on me. over yeah. here. She, it's your fault then. But here, you heard it here first, folks. You have permission to be not nice towards someone if they are coming on to you and you don't want them to. Yeah. You are allowed. We are all allowed to be like, hey, not cool, not into it. And I think that that's something that we have to remind ourselves of sometimes, and especially us people pleasers out there, mm. that you are allowed to stick up for yourself. Yeah. And, and create if, boundaries. And if somebody gets aggressive with you during that, you need to get away from them immediately. Yeah. I, and not ever speak to them again because that's crazy town. Yuck. Oh, but they're God, they're just so good sometimes at making you feel like the bitch. Yeah. But you're the bitch because of it. Oh, it makes you so mad. So that is also to say, I get Sorry, that's not what Lucian's doing either. But I wish that she would have given given him the little rhyme. Yeah. I don't like, even remember what it was, but yeah, give him the rhyme. And it was sweet. Pearl earrings also, I feel like, aren't too much. Like, I feel like it's not like, oh, it would be different if there was a pearl necklace. Like, crotchless okay, panties. Crotchless panties, I think, would be too aggressive. But also, like, I think that if it was, like, emeralds, like something where, you know, I know pearl earrings can be expensive. But I feel like you can also get, like, kind of just, like, cheap ones. They also feel like a grandma gift. Like, it's yeah. not a sex sexy gift. That's what I mean. Like, I don't, I don't take pearl earrings as being, like... How dare you? You know, it's just like, no, we're mates and like I wanted to get you something nice. Yeah. And last time he gave her the gardening gloves, which is him being thoughtful, but it's not like erotic. No, I don't think Lucian is very erotic. 
I don't know. I could teach him. I feel like he might be. You remember? think so? Yeah, I remember at the dolly, all the dollying. Stop. Do you remember? Stop. Put it back in my brain. I forget. <laughs> I think he's got plenty of moves, but he doesn't know how to deal with this mate who doesn't <laughs> like him. No, it's not his fault. He's like, I'm hot. Everybody wants to have sex. Everyone me. does. Talk to us, Elaine. I'll turn you around. But again, if Azrael catches your eye, hmm. I mean, ain't nobody going to go up against Azrael. Well, I don't know if you've read the Bowdens chapter. So Feyre and Elaine got Nesta a present during all of this. And Cassian figures that would have been the extent of the gifts for her, but is surprised when Azrael hands her a package. I love him. Nesta also seems surprised and explains to Az that she didn't get him anything, but he doesn't care. That's always the awkward exchange, like, when you bring a present for someone and they didn't get you anything. And you have to, like, openly, like, extensively be like, I don't care. I literally got you this because I wanted to get you this. You do not have to give me anything back. Don't worry. You don't have to make it up to me. Everything's fine. It's Yeah, it's always hard because on either end of it, you get it and then you feel completely like panicked. Yeah. But then that person almost never actually cares. Like, they got you a gift because they wanted to, not because they were waiting for your present. Right. I mean, there's always going to be like a 1% of people being like, wow, I guess I didn't get anything. You didn't get anything, huh? Okay. Well. Yeah. And with that, uh, just so you know, that's a kind of a bitchy response. Unless it's like a partner or someone like you really thought they were getting you a gift. Right. Yeah. Then you, you can Then the, maybe that's the whole thing. That's fine. That's a different thing. But in this case, Azriel obviously doesn't give a shit about getting a present back. He did it to be thoughtful to Nesta, probably at, like connecting with her in certain ways and knowing that she doesn't get a lot of presents. And so maybe he just wanted to be nice to her. Yeah. So she opens it to reveal a sort of Feylight night reading lamp. It's so thoughtful. It's a very thoughtful gift. And it's something that she actually will probably use. Yeah. And... To everyone's shock, she jumps up and throws her arms around Az. She thanks him, and he's even a little surprised, but then he returns the hug, and he's, you know, basically just says, like, no problem, it's all good. And she says it in this way with, like, full earnestness and openness in a way that most of them have probably never seen her react to anything. Azriel blushed and stepped back, shadows swirling. I can just imagine, all I see is him floating out of the darkness to hand her the gift and then receding back like Nosferatu. Into the, yeah, into the swirls. And go, bye, Azriel. see you next season. Yeah. Cass almost gives her his gift there because she's so grateful to Az, and he's probably like, maybe she'll hug me. Um, but then he holds back. In case she shattered his heart all over again. Oh, <laughs> So sad. And he like wants, he just wants to be so open with her and just like communicate his feelings. He wants to connect with her so bad. But I'm proud of him for keeping his restraint, not going too far, not showing all of his cards. Because he is like a dog a lot of the puppy a lot of time where he just wants to like play and jump and be like, my turn, I want to do it. Yeah. Um, But he didn't. He held back. Hours later that night, as they're all getting into the drink... Uh, Nesta's getting tired and she reflects on how she hasn't had any interest in drinking the wine everyone else has been indulging in, no matter that no one's offered her any anyway. But she's taken Feyre's birthday cake to the face and good for her. Man, imagine the bakery 
fakery. Mm-hmm. That sounds sad. That sounds fake. Um, I <laughs> just imagine the kind of sweets that they make in this world. Can you imagine the flavors? I can't. The flavor melding? Ugh. I want it. I bet it's the best thing that's ever tasted. Probably. And she had a lot of it. She mm. had a lot of that cake. And just like every sober person who's at a party for about three hours, she is like, Look at the time. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what? I got a meeting uh, I really got to get back for. I always forget that because, like, having a partner that doesn't drink where it is. It's always hour three or four of a party. And I'm like, you want to go already? Oh, you've been sober here the entire time? Are you sure you don't want to stay for four more hours? Hey, you're watching all of us get drunk. What? What's the problem here? Um, Jeff is very... Um, Accommodating, he really do- it doesn't very, bother. He's him. a great hangout too yeah. at a party. Yeah, still fun. In fact, people forget that he doesn't drink, which I think is a testament to him mm-hmm. as a person because he just fits in. Yep. Um, but because Cassian's a responsible drinker, because everybody else is drinking pretty hard, and he has a no drinking and flying policy, you don't want to end up with a FUI on your record. <laughs> <laughs> but I've definitely fucked under the influence a couple of times. Is it on your permanent record? Oh, unfortunately, a couple of them are. Um, I think that it's cute. What if you called your child that? Your F-U-I. You're my F-U-I. <laughs> Uh, permanent record. I just um, remember in college when a friend of mine got uh, arrested while driving or like riding on his bike. Yeah, while you he can was still, hammered. You can still get a. DUI he got arrested, but that was also because he um, slammed into a car, like dented a car, and the cop apparently found him crying sitting next to the car um, because he didn't know what to do and he didn't flee the scene, but he did get arrested. So oh, that is a funny <laughs> arrest. <laughs> I was like, so why did sad. You leave? Like, especially when you're like 20 years old. I was like, why did you leave? I'm just crying. Yeah, he cried. Ah. Uh. Because he felt bad about the dent. He felt bad about the dent. I mean, that's, that's a very nice person. Yes. I don't know if at 20 I would have done that, no, to be honest. No, I don't think I would have noticed. I probably would have just kept going. I probably would have cried and been like, I'm sorry, I can't pay for this. And Tried I just to drunkenly like... write a note, like, just, like, in the dirt on the car. Like, call this number. So because of that, because he's a responsible drinker, they're not going back to the House of Wind. They're all planning on staying at the River House that evening. So... Nessa can kind of easily sneak out of the room to head up to the room that Feyre has meticulously cultivated specifically for Nesta. So even though she hasn't put any pictures up of Nesta in the River House, it's clear that she was still hoping to bring her back into the fray and like wanting her to feel included. Yeah, but I understand not wanting to scare her, but being like, your home is my home and my home is your home. It's like, that's probably too much for her. Yeah, for Nesta. But Nesta doesn't didn't realize that she had been made this entire room in the house and and you are currently working on the room for me in your home right you're gonna you're gonna set it's gonna all be pictures of me and it's gonna be all for me yeah well maybe when you get a river house someday oh if only not a river or lake well maybe a river a little more than a lake not a lake person so many bugs at a lake oh no yeah no so many bugs Mm -mm. still water Mosquitoes yeah, no, no, everywhere. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, thank you. No, thank you. So nobody buy me a fucking lake house, okay? But like, if you, I'm gonna say this for the last time. You did gift us one. I think we could come up with a couple of uses for it. So just saying, if you have one lying around and want to send it our way, I'll take. 
I'll make you a room, Natalie. Can uh, all right. It'll have all your many Akatar wigs. Aw. Oh, yeah. What I love, just piles of wigs. <laughs> I sleep, can I sleep, sleep on, on the them? Wigs. Okay, yeah, yeah, sleep thank on the wigs. you so fine. much. This looks like nothing but trouble house. I'll say better than hey, and I'll just record that and I hate, play I hate it over this. and over again. I don't want anything you. to do with this house. Better than hey. <laughs> <laughs> Nesta notes how the creams of the the room, the, the colors and the blue velvet curtains contrasting the otherwise muted tones would have been just what she would have picked for herself. She recalls Feyre actually had, in fact, asked her to help design the river house and Nesta had refused. Man, that would have been a fun project for them to do together. Imagine just like money is absolutely no object. Decorate this as you please. Oh, my God, that would be so. I mean, I do that in The Sims. Let's be real. I I get to do that every day. It's just in a video game. Well, she had some drinking to do. So she couldn't do this. I get it. After only a moment, she hears the door and Cassian has followed her up. Uh? He confronts her about how she's avoided him since the ball, but she deflects. He tells her he has a present for her, and she notes him swallowing as he approaches her. He's again nervous, she realizes. Nesta feels shame for how she acted last solstice, and she apologizes to him. He sets down the box on the bed and tells her that he forgave her a long time ago for that. He is trying to understand, though, why she's kind kind of sort of trying to escape him right now. She doesn't say at the top. She decides to open this present. And a bit skittish, Nesta opens the gift to reveal what is essentially an iPod. But it's a ball, an orb, if you will. He's put a mixtape on it. It's a little round orb that's captured Nesta's favorite songs from the bar halls and from the orchestra in the Court of Nightmares. A symphonia, he calls it, as he explains it and how he took such care in gathering this all for her. Tears start to pour from her eyes. This is like an old school mixtape when you would have to like wait for the song to come on the radio so that you could hold the tape recorder up to it and record it like that. Like this is like this is a work of love. It really is. And she starts to cry, but it's not necessarily happy tears. She doesn't know how to react to kindness or love. Even though she's grown so much, this is a difficult concept for many people, that he had done all this for her. She shut her eyes against the realization rising within her like a tidal wave. It would sweep away everything in its path when she admitted it, consume her entirely. The thought was enough for her to straighten and wipe away her tears. I can't accept this. He gently pushes back. But his soft smile only hardens her. She says she refuses to accept this. His eyes shuddered. It's a gift, not a fucking wedding ring. She stiffened. No, I'll look to Eris for that. Youch. Well, like, he's trying to be vulnerable. And he did something that is, like, very much a show of love. Mm-hmm. But, like, the response, it's a gift, not a fucking wedding ring... Even though he's going through something, man, nothing would piss me the fuck off more I if agree. somebody said that to me. But I understand I, why he's upset. I get I actually think this is a better response than if he was all wounded. You're because right. you're right. He has he's one of the only people who pushes her anger 
back at her yes. and goes like he's never c- cruel or mean to her. But when she's cruel, he doesn't like cower. He's no, like, no, you don't get to talk like that. No, that's not who you are. I and like, but she is, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, no, she, you're not. Uh, but I, I kind of appreciate that he said this. Like, that just also, take the gift. Yes, and also it's the kind of way too where it's like, all right, sometimes you're gonna speak to other people that way, but if we're gonna continue mm-hmm. with this thing, you're never gonna fucking talk to me like that. And I think that that's also what he's establishing, like, and has established oh, in yeah. their relationship of just like, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah. It's just there's there's just I think that line it's a gift not a fucking wedding ring is just like such a like trigger. I just remember when uh, uh when I I don't know if I've talked about this on here. I remember that my uh ex had asked me for like this like he asked me for multiple sizes from me mm-hmm. and he also included like the like how big my hands were and I remember thinking that he was giving me an engagement ring for Christmas and I thought that he was asking all these questions to like keep my mind off of it and ask multiple things when in reality he had purchased me a skeleton outfit so that I could be the skeleton creature for his band in in their music video and that was my Christmas gift and so he was asking all these things so that he I remember that costume he was embarrassed about asking my size so he asked all of my sizes for my entire band body to put me off of the scent and man if you like it was a toxic relationship and it never would have worked anyway but you want men talk about the scream fight that happened after that but if you also i will say you get in a scream fight after not getting an engagement ring for someone that might not be the person for you for sure um just, do you remember that? Ooh. I wasn't there for the that oh. gift exchange, but I do remember the costume. Ooh. And uh, I don't know. It is a little rough, too, to be like, here's a thing you can use for working for free on my music video. Happy Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, man, getting thinking you're getting a ring and then getting a skeleton costume yeah. is quite <laughs> a jump. Yeah. Oh, my God. I... I, and I was in my – it was such a – I mean, it would have been horrible if we had ever gotten married. But, man, I even as I'm saying this story, I'm like, I I can feel it welling up inside of me of how angry I was. Um, Yes. And this instance – So maybe I'm triggered. Maybe that's uh, – maybe I'm coming at this from a different perspective. In this instance, though, the – him saying that is him going – I'm not trying to trap you with right. a red- wedding ring. Right. I, this is just take the gift. Yes. You're being dumb. Yeah. But and I put time into it for you. Just take it. You're going to like it. Right. And when she responds with, I'll look to Eris for that, there's a lot to unpack in that statement. Yeah. Is she trying to push Cassian away? Yes. yes. But is she also begging him to fight for her? I do think so. Yeah. In this moment, which again, very toxic. Don't make people do that. Don't be mean to them and so that they have to fight for you. That's shitty. And I'm proud of Nesta for her growth, but, like, she's still learning, you know? Oh, totally. Like, she's still got to fuck up. Yes. In this moment, she lets him think that she's considering Eris' offer. They begin to fight. He's obviously hurt by her reaction, but his anger often matches hers in it, like we were just talking about, and... He should, snaps that she should just go off and marry that Jagoff since he was just a bastard-born brood anyway, right? Aww, and especially because it's Eris. Yeah. You know? It's harsh. 
We're with Nesta's thoughts in this scene, but we already know Cassian is plagued with worry that that's what Nesta will ultimately want is this royalty life, this this husband who is a you know, high lord. And he explodes that he watched her look like a queen on the dance floor and basically just says, look, I'm nothing. I'll leave. OK, you want this? You want this princely life? Then I'm then I guess I'm nothing. Eris is the brute. She shot back. He's a brute and a piece of shit. And I would marry him because I am just like him. Uh, unpacking, unpack mm. the drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. I feel like you can hear Cassian going, okay. Like he's, it's clicking into yeah. place. Yeah. Because that finally is the truth. That's her fear, her hesitation towards Cassian. It's because she feels he's too good for her, not because he's too lowborn. She tells him she deserves heiress, and Cassian's rage turns to shock and pain. She tells him he is good and brave and kind, and that she doesn't deserve him. She tells him all of her true feelings about herself in this moment. Yes, thank you! The reason she didn't talk to him after the war with Highburn wasn't because she hated him, but because she loved him and hated herself. Her punishment for her perceived failure was to stay away from him. And like many of us have felt before, the idea of having these things to lose is almost harder than having nothing. She covers her face, tears falling freely. Utter silence filled the room. Such silence that she wondered if he'd left and lowered her hands to see if he was there. Cassian stood before her, tears streaming down his beautiful, perfect face. Did I tear up when I was writing the script? No, I've read this page like 50 times at this point. I did. <laughs> and he stays. And all the times. And they're always upset because he leaves. He leaves in the night because she's never asked him to stay. And then she looks and he stays. We're not there yet. You but he stays this one time. <laughs> this truth laid out seems to solidify them, purifies the tension that was happening. Some finality has been set in motion. Cassian comes to her and folds her into him. Oh, a big lug crying and just like coming to you and being vulnerable makes me melt. Uh oh, or snail secretions. I was about to, yeah, I was about, I was going to talk about my goosh and then I was like, Jackie, just say melt. Make it be nicer. You don't need to talk about your snail trail right now. It's a snail trail, everybody. <laughs> it's about to, you better watch out. You're going to drown, Natalie. It's natural. It's natural. He begins to kiss away her tears. And man, SJM loves kissing tears away. Mm -hmm. A lot of people be kissing tears off people's faces in these books. And then he pulls back and they face each other. You're not going to marry Eris, he said roughly. No, she breathed. His eyes blazed. There will be no one else for either of us. Yes, Yes, she says. Yes. And that was that. That agreement etched on their hearts, and now etched on some other parts. Noise, 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 noise! They make their way to the bed, and this is different than their other hungry trysts. Uh-oh, it's deeper. She expected tearing and rending. My but he gently removed her dress. There's only you in my life. Fingers trembling as they unhooked each button down the back of her gown. Her own trembled as she removed his shirt. My 
I mean, this also got his, like, you gotta think. This is probably the first time, and I hate the phrase, but we all know the difference between making fuck and making love. And I feel like this might be Nesta's first time making love. That's why the song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all I can envision as they slowly um, unbutton each other's shirts. The phrase making love makes me want to puke to death. But um, you know what I mean. Of course. Yeah, man. And this is that scene. So it is this weird, almost losing virginity kind of moment. There's only you in my life. Yes, Lionel. Yes. During this sex scene, they feel their need to join quickly. Oh, yeah? Is that what we're calling it? The join? Yeah. I don't know how to say it. I don't like it. (laughs) Their Legos come together. Yeah, put that blip in the other blop. (laughs) I don't know what the top, what are the hats called on Lego? Lego hats? Lego hats. You know the little boops. Put them in the bops. <laughs> so the bops. Though, yeah, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The blips, the peen, and the bops, the bajine. And Nesta gasps as they join, describing feeling something different this time, something in her chest. This might have been what the Grinch actually needed all along to get reamed out. Oh, my heart! It shouldn't grow this fast! <laughs> Uh-oh, he's going to have to go to the hospital. He's going to have to go to the hospital, yeah. As they join, it's as though she feels the iron walls of her mind collapsing. Cassian seems to know this as he watches her with wonder. She was crying, and she didn't know why. Only that she never wanted it to end. This binding between them. The feeling of him moving so deep in her that she wanted him imprinted beneath her skin. His tears dripped onto her face and she reached up to brush them away. He leaned his head into her hand, nuzzling her palm. Oh, it's so sweet. She knows in her heart what all of this means, but she can't say it this night. Hmm, what could it be that she knows? I don't she know. can't say. I don't know. I don't know. We know what it means, yeah. but all she can admit to is that she felt as though her soul was cleaved with Cassians as they lay there, finally spent. Nesta could hardly remember words, but she found them when she whispered into the darkness. Oh, won't you stay with me? Yeah, a whole choir joins her, too, and it's like, were they watching the whole time? (laughs) I kind of hate that song, to be honest. Um, She says, stay with me. A shudder rocked through him, but he only smiled as he tucked her into his side. And warm and safe and home at last in Cassian's arms, Nesta slept. Oh, she did it. And I know that So this was the time that she says, stay with me. But I also feel like it was a lead up to her that when she had her hands over her face and expected him to be gone when she pulled them away oh, and he was still I there. See. Like, I feel like to her, that was the moment that she was like, He's never gonna leave. Got like it. he won't leave me. This is this is my like. That's where I feel like that was her time to be like, no, I'm ready to be open with him. Interesting. See, I didn't even pick up on that, but yeah, that's that makes sense. That she gave him this out as she's crying, and then he's like, I'm leaving. I'm here. I don't know why he she would ever think that. He's done nothing but be at her side for like everything. It's hard for her but to it's trust. Hard. It's hard. I know. It's hard. It. But now they're cleaved together with their joining 
yeah. with their hearts. Yeah. And their pots. Yeah. And the smarts with their brains. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of smarts going on. I think it's a lot of, oh, 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 oh. In that moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very nice ending of this chapter. And I know we only covered a couple of chapters in this episode, but there was a lot of stuff that happened that's pretty important. Oh, yeah. Um, so now we have a, about 20% of the book left and it's like, okay, they've joined in this way. What else is going to happen? Turns out a lot. It's the rest of the plot. A lot of the book happens. Um, so join us for that. Not like the same way they're joining. Different joining. Different kind of joining. Please read up until part four, Ataraxia. And now, dudes grappling with erotica for educational purposes only. Featuring John Brennan and Yuki Nakamura of Joe Bob's Last Drive-In Show. Seeing Cassian so flustered pushed away the shadows in her heart. Thoughts of the mask became a distant rumble. Do you want to get in? He sucked in a breath, but something like pain washed over his features. You're hurt. Nesta stood, water sluicing of her. Her hair plastering to her breast and doing nothing to hide her peaked nipples beneath. Do I look injured to you? He nodded towards the scrub cuts all over her body, her face. Yes? If he wouldn't climb into the bath, then she'd have to go to him. Nest waded towards the steps of the sunken tub and Cassia went rigid. He whispered, I thought you were dead today. Nesta reached the stairs. So did I. She stepped upwards, exposing her midriff. I thought you were dead too. You must have been happy. She smiled, watching his gaze drop with every piece of her revealed. Another step upward had her sex bared to him. It did not make me happy. She did the floor of the room. Through what Nesta knew was 500 years of will, Cassian lifted his focus to her face as she walked to him, water dripping off her body. You want to do this? He breathed. Yes. She stopped a foot away, her wet hair draped along her torso, and stared up into his face. His eyes burned like hazel stars. Nesta gave him a smile that was pure fae. Just sex. The words seemed to spark something because Cassian blinked. Right, just sex. He didn't say it as lightly as she did and still didn't reach for her. So she said, there can be nothing more than sex, Cassian. His jaw tightened and he seemed to struggle with some internal battle before he said darkly, then I will take whatever you offered me. He leaned in his body, still not touching hers, and said against her ear, and I will take you however you wish me to. Her toes curled on the stones, her hair dripping. And if I wish to take you? He smiled against her ear. Then I'll beg you to ride me into Ovilvia. She went molten, 
and from the way his wings tucked in, she knew he could scent the wetness building between her thighs. Cassian gently pulled her wet hair from her breast. Her breathing came in sharp, pants as he traced the tip of finger around her nipple, then did it again. Words eluded her. She couldn't remember any of them, couldn't remember anything except that one finger circling her nipple, her entire body throbbing with need. Cassian flicked her nipple, a hard, sharp bite that made her whimpers. Desperate for more of him, for all of him, Nesta said, do what you want. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't handle it. Hey babies! For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dive's Akatar, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.